Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time and energy and effort. I will try and use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, whether it's telling people online or face-to-face, thank you. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Y'all are absolutely outside of God and hopefully some decent material. (laughs) Y'all are absolutely why the podcast continues to grow as it does. So, I appreciate it. Not a lot on the homestead. Gotta try and stack some more firewood. Get some up to the house. Need to go out in the garden. I may have the girls do that. They don't know that yet. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Got a stiff wind out of the north, too. So. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast the people who listen to it and share it. Be with them and their families. God, bless them. Surround them with your angels. Protect them from evil of any kind. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our nation. Help us to do your will. Give us the wisdom to see what that is and the courage to act on it in our individual lives and in our public lives. Guide our steps, Lord, be with those who are hurting, who feel alone and abandoned, those who have parents that don't love them or are in drug addiction or alcohol or broken homes. Be with them. Comfort them. Turn us back to you, Father. Help us to care for those people. And God, my words here today. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Alright. We have a little bit of house cleaning. read a quote on one of the previous podcasts Uh, by Whitaker Chambers, uh, who had formerly been or supported communism, been a communist, worked for the Soviet Union, but recanted and defected to the West. It's really interesting. Uh, There's a lady that I have followed for a little while online 
that managed to get out of China. She's an older woman uh, that lived through Mao's cultural revolution as a child. And when you talk to these people, folks, that have been in these communist, socialist, leftist countries, and you can add Nazi and fascist and Muslim regime regimes like like almost uh, said Tehran, Iran. You talk to these people that have managed to get out of it. In fact, we have some good friends. Their family managed to get out of Iran as it fell back in the 70s. These people, A, can tell you the truth about what actually goes on in countries like that. It's not pretty. But B, they're absolutely flabbergasted, appalled, terrified might be an applicable word here, that we're going down this same path that they just thought they escaped from. It's mind-boggling the percentage of people in this country who are either ignorantly or malevolently going down this same path, this godless path. The really interesting thing is the number of people that consider themselves quite smart. And they are pretty bright, academically. The ability to study and gain knowledge. But there's a there's a darkness, there's a there's blind spots in the way they see the world. Some of it's by choice. Some of it I just don't understand. How you can look at history at all, which some of these people have had to in order to get the degrees that they've got. And not see the evil there in the left and communism and socialism. I'm going to read this quote again that we read last time just because it's so good. In case y'all don't remember it, and I don't either. This is the kind of stuff that we ought to be teaching in school, folks. Kids ought to know this kind of material from these kind of people. Freedom. I'm sorry. Way a million times exponentially before they learn about social justice or DEI or critical race theory or LGBTQIA whatever. Freedom is a need of the soul and nothing else. It is in striving toward God that the soul strives continually after a condition of freedom. 
God alone is the inciter and guarantor of freedom. He is the only guarantor. External freedom is only an aspect of internal freedom. Political freedom, as the Western world has known it, is only a political reading of the Bible. Religion and freedom are indivisible. Without freedom, the soul dies. Without the soul, there is no justification for freedom. It's a great quote. Ought to be an everyday quote. Someday maybe I'm going to start that podcast. The other quote that I wanted to read, Humanism is not new. It is, in fact, man's second oldest faith. Its promise was whispered in the first days of the creation under the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Ye shall be as gods. Communism, folks, socialism, leftism, fascism, Nazism, Islam, all are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to replace God with something else. And when we go along with it, in our own little way, what we're trying to do is we're trying to replace God with something else in our lives. We're trying to fill that void to make something else our God. Whether it's ourselves and our own selfish desires, which is always a little bit of the pie, right? It's, there's a little slice there at least. In all of us, it's just whether we're making that slice bigger or smaller, right? It's like C.S. Lewis says, every single action you make makes you a little bit more like an angel, like God, a little bit closer to Jesus Christ, or a little bit more like the devil. Every single action, folks, you think about that each day. The way you interact with your spouse, your children, your parents, the things you do when you're by yourself, when you think nobody's watching. Every single action makes us a little bit more like Jesus Christ or a little bit more like the devil. And this leftism, this humanism, as Chambers refers to it, it's not new. The left isn't doing anything new today. They've really just taken communism, socialism, and repackaged it. Got a couple other quotes that we're going to read through if I can flip through and find them. I can't recommend enough, folks, again, to get copies of the Founder's Bible, the Patriot's Bible, America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes, and to get hard copies of them. Because you really, you have no idea in the current state of affairs. And you think it's not possible, right? I'm going to say this and some of y'all are going to kind of roll your eyes and that's fine. Um, you think we're, we're never going to go back to 
what the Nazis did, right? And try and destroy history. Burn books. Destroy learning. If it didn't line up with what we say as a Nazi or on the left, right? We're never going to go back to that. The left's never going to do that. Except that they already are trying to, folks, in certain ways. Except that it has happened again and again and again in Maoist China. Right? In Soviet Russia. It's great. I'll remember this for years and years. The commentary when the Winter Olympics were in Russia within the last 10 or 15 years and the commentators were talking about the opening ceremony and how hard it had been for Russia to be genuinely honest about their own history and how they had tried to whitewash certain things. This is just, uh, there's no particular rhyme or reason uh, to this other quote or two quotes if we get to it today. It's just something that we need to reread every once in a while. This was the inaugural address for President Washington, April 30th, 1789. In tendering this homage to the great author of every public and private good, I assure myself that it expresses your sentiments not less than my own, nor those of my fellow citizens at large less than either. No people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand who conducts the affairs of men more than the people of the United States. Every step by which they have advanced to the character of an independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. And, in the important revolution just accomplished in the system of their united government, the tranquil deliberations and voluntary consent of so many distinct communities from which the event has resulted cannot be compared with the means by which most governments have been established without some return of pious gratitude, along with a humble anticipation of the future blessings which the past seem to presage. Washington, you know, he, they went to church service, Christian church service, after his inauguration, I believe. Uh, he kissed the Bible at the end of his inauguration. He acknowledged God. You hear it here, it's, and it's God the Father of Jesus Christ, folks. It's not a random God. It's not some uh, deistic God. It's not atheism, Mother Natureism, Buddhism, Hinduism. It's not Allah. It's not uh, Judaism. It's Christianity. It's, it's the God the Father of Jesus Christ. Uh, and you see here in this first line or two, it's not just the rich white landowners that felt this way, folks. He makes reference to the whole country at large. And you go back to Joseph's story and his commentary on the Constitution, particularly about the First Amendment, and his statement that it's 
it's inconceivable that our founding generation would have ratified the Constitution if they thought that it was in any way going to lessen the importance throughout the nation of Christianity. And you look at, at Washington's comments here, his statements. God's been part of all of this. Every step by which we advance to the character of a nation has been distinguished by some token of providential agency, by some sign from God. The way our government came about. See, not, not just private life, not just individuals, folks. The way our government, our courts, our laws, our policies, our constitutions. And you see that in the state constitutions. And then you understand why there's not explicit reference in the federal constitution. Our founders foresaw a lot of problems that we would have. Uh, and they did their best to negate against them. But they knew that they couldn't overcome rejection of God. Adams talks about that, right? This form of government, it's only suitable for people that follow Jesus Christ's teachings, a moral and religious people. And he was talking about Christianity and the morals and precepts taught therein. It's impossible for it to work with people that don't follow the teachings of Christ. And we see that today. It's impossible. You cannot have it. Because then everybody gets, you know, we just go our own way and do what we want to do. And you see that across the country today. Uh, it's unbelievable. I was going to read uh, one more quote today. Uh, but instead, I'm going to leave you with a little story that my father sent me recently that I think is just fascinating. I think I have time to read it. We'll see if I can get there quickly. Oh, I went to the wrong place. Isn't that interesting? I heard a story the other day about an older guy giving a younger guy advice. He told the young guy how 20 years or so earlier he had decided that he would stop taking his weekends for granted. He felt he had spent years wasting his days on sleeping until the afternoon watching television the rest of the day and eventually falling asleep in his recliner with a beer in his hand. He felt there was something wrong with that picture and decided to do something about it. So he bought a bunch of marbles. He grabbed an old glass jar from his garage and poured a ton of marbles in. One marble for each Saturday he had left in his life. He was 55 at the time and assumed he had about 20 years worth of Saturdays left. <clears throat> about 1,040 marbles in total. Every Saturday from that day on, he'd start his day going downstairs to his garage. He'd grab one of the marbles and carry it with him throughout the day. And at the end of the day, he'd throw it away. He said it reminded him that this particular day in his life would never come again. He was telling the guy this story because on that day he had picked the last marble out of the jar. His eyes welled up a bit as he thought about the 20 years of Saturdays that had come and gone and how dramatically different they were than the ones that preceded them. How each one had a sense of urgency, of intention, 
how each one was the opportunity to make his life a little bit better, the lives of his loved ones a little bit better. He told the young man that he felt so fortunate, not only that he had been able to experience all those Saturdays, but that he had been given more than he had planned. He said every single Saturday after this one was a gift, and his heart was filled with gratitude. We don't get any of the days back, folks. We can't go back and redo them. Not with ourselves, not with our spouses, not with our children. Not with our nation, too. Just a thought. God bless y'all. God bless your marriages and your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.